Welcome to the No Picks After Dark podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Dante. Today, we have a very, very special guest from the Northeast Baltimore, Baltimore community. Um, this young lady uh, I met in a really funny way, actually. Um, she helped me out. Uh, I met her when we were at a community, a community event. And on Northeast Baltimore um, Instagram was hosting a community get-together, and I was doing my first live broadcast, and it was at Full Tilt Brewing, Brewing Company. And I um, did my live podcast, and it was amazing. And you know, everybody was saying, thank you. And all of a sudden, I'd go out to leave and go home. My car wouldn't start. So at this point, I'm like, oh, man, I just had a great night. This night's going to – I got to return these speakers before I get you know, another – $23 on top of it. But this young lady came and helped me out and was like, hey, I have cables. I'll jump you. I'm like, appreciate it. Well, without further ado, Ms. Mia, how are you doing today? I'm great. I'm great. Thanks for having me on. I really appreciate it. And it was uh, it was truly my pleasure to be able to help out. You know, I have uh, I have the unfortunate habit of kind of collecting things for that right moment when they might be needed. And so uh, you never know what's going to be in my trunk. Well, I thank you so much because I was uh, I was ex- very excited and I'm like, oh man, I'm ready to go home and drop these speakers off and and I couldn't go nowhere. So again, that was our first meeting and at that point I was like, you know what, we're gonna be friends. This this is she's great. I mean, she doesn't know me from Adam for Eve, but you know what, she lives in the community and she helped me out. So that's what it's all about. We're gonna talk about community in this episode of No Pixels Dark Podcast. So. Give us, give people a little bit of background about you. Why are you, why, how did you end up in Northeast Baltimore? I mean, sure. from what I know, you're from the county. Yeah. Um, I, and I always tell people I have to stamp my passport to go out there. So how did you end up in Baltimore City? You know, I had some friends who were very adamant about um, not coming out to visit me in the county and um, talking about the unique experiences that you can only gain when you are a part of city life. Um, and how, you know, neighborhoods change block by block. There's a richness of life in the city. And of course, you know, I was really excited about the, the mall experience, the green turtle and all those other things. Um, and I didn't quite understand. I was, I had a fear of parallel parking, wasn't really all that interested in that. Um, but I really fell in love with the housing stock in Northeast, the amount of, um, green that we have here. So with our great parks and with our um, great lawns and um, gardens that we can have, not necessarily the lawns that much, but um, the fact that we have space to, to grow and really come together as a community, great community spaces. So I was really attracted to that. I've been um, here for seven years and, um, and, and still love it. That, that's awesome because that was one of the main things that attracted me to this area was the lawn space and I can do, I can have a full garden. I actually have a driveway, I have a garage and I mean, I have everything out, everything I want and it's in this, in an ideal location. Yep. So when you um, moved here, was it hard to meet friends and, you know, meet and greet people or were your neighbors outgoing or was it just, how, how was it accepting this area for you? You know, when I moved in, I lived um, on the street with friends. So I actually moved here because of them and uh, was really excited that they were the ones to tell me about my house before it hit the market 
they um, made a post, you know, hey, who wants to be our neighbors? And um, that's I quickly jumped on that and had an offer in on the house before it actually, um, like the day that it hit the market. And I think that, you know, you had Stephanie Bamberger on an earlier show and um, she talked about that being that kind of that word of mouth marketing is the great way that we have such a strong, tight knit community. And I, I loved the neighborhood because they loved the neighborhood. And um, when I moved in, in just a few short months, there was the Hamilton Festival that usually takes place the last Saturday in July. So I um, went out there and was I loved being within walking distance to so many great restaurants, so many great um, community activities like the festival. And everybody was just so friendly on my street walking down the the blocks for the festival it was just a really great experience that's nice that i mean and plus we have a beautiful green space not that far from us and absolutely and, and so i always tell people you know patterson park that's nice but have you ever been up this way so i always tell people that right and what and when so you moved in and you've been here for seven years have you seen the neighbor has the neighbor changed since you've been here since the beginning time you've moved here to now? You know what? It has changed. Um, one of the things that I think is uh, the, the biggest change that I've noticed are more young families moving in. Um, and uh, we've had, of course, a change in our, our main street. Small business is tough. Um, so we've had some businesses close, some businesses open, and um, we've had a, a lot of fun um, new people kind of getting involved with helping to maintain some of that community spirit. And I think that that's a, a really great thing. Um, I got really interested in being involved in the community um, after the uprising. I so, said, you know, this is the fifth year um, of the anniversary of Freddie Gray. And it, I realized that it was important for me to be involved in my community so that, um, because that is what is necessary to make things change. And so I sought out uh, the association, uh, people, other community leaders, and I uh, wanted to be involved to, to help strengthen um, what, what is already a strong area. That's nice. That, that is very nice. So, you know, I, and I also want to give Miss Mia a plug because she is the one who has uh, linked, hooked me up with so many different people for this podcast. Uh, you, uh, you helped me out with Kaju Cream. Miss Nicole. So you've helped me out with her. She's doing the uh, Lake Montebello. The the guard was the market at Lake Montebello. Market at Montebello. <clears throat> the market, yes. Yeah. So I appreciate you linking me up with her. So community. I always think about community, and you know, I've uh, growing up, I remember my parents talking about community associations and how they were great, and you got to meet your neighbors, and you found out what was going on in the community. Yeah, they have them here. I, I moved to this area, and I'd heard about community associations, but you know, I didn't think anything too much about it because at that point, I'm like, yeah, whatever. They're they really don't make any sense to me. And I had a friend who reached out, who uh, is a in the community association and down in Canton, and they were like, oh, we go to our meetings all the time. We get to find out what's going on, what's in the know, so we're not blindsided about any new construction, any new things going on in our community. And I'm like, wow, that's interesting. So how do you fit into that? And what are your thoughts on the community associations? 
Yeah, of course, you know, I think, so I'm the president of the Hamilton Hills Neighborhood Association. And um, one of the things that I think is really important that people need to know is that the Community Association is the city's first line of direct communication with the neighborhood. And um, that's from zoning notices, construction notices, um, notices about uh, from BGE, notices from um, DOT, DPW, all of those things usually go through that one contact conduit um, because, you know, sometimes it's really tough to do a door-to-door um, info info blast or, um, so you know, sometimes we do receive things door-to-door, but direct mail is really expensive. And what they're hoping is that there is a large group of people that are paying enough attention um, to either uh, to advocate for things to um, so whether for or against. And so I think that, you know, I, I encourage you to go to your, your association. We have a ton of um, groups here in this area. Each neighborhood has its own little flavor, own little niche. And I think that it's important for people to be involved because that's where you don't get blindsided. And that's who is um, the first line kind of advocating for uh, the, the kind of the fabric of the community. I think that um, there's, this, there's this perception that it's a bunch of um, elders who are just sipping tea and eating crimpets and cookies. And that's not the case. Um, we have very active members of all ages and um, and it is more diverse than what people would uh, normally think. And so um, I think it's it's really important to to be involved and just know what's going on so that you can help to maintain the um, the the fabric of the community and um, just everyone kind of being aware because we all know that, you know, see something, say something. When you when you know that something's not quite right, it's important to kind of raise a red flag and and just say, "Hey, mm, I don't know about this. Is should this be happening?" The association is a great way to do that. One of the things that I think is like a, a misperception is that we're like the homeowners associations that are out in um, many other communities. Baltimore doesn't have homeowners associations. We can't mandate anything. We can't um, fine you for um, having the wrong color door or fine you for having the wrong planting in your yard. That's not uh, the way that that things take place. We really are just kind of uh, community organizing, doing a little bit of advocacy and keeping people informed and safe and having fun in their community. Thank you so much for explaining that because I think a lot of people don't understand that. And I, I'm, I'm happy that you explained all that in a nutshell, because I really didn't know, to be perfectly honest. And you know I mean? You encouraged me to go and I learned so much going to, you know, to the meeting. I live in the Walterson community and I, I just, I learned a lot and met a lot of different neighbors. So I really appreciate you explaining that to the listeners. Oh, my pleasure. Now, what are some things that, I mean, I would see that you've been involved with, with the community. I mean, how did you, how did you even get involved with the community? I mean, you say you moved in, but is that something you say after the uprising, you really wanted to be a part of the community or you weren't really in association before then? How did it all, ha- how did it all merge together? 
So funny enough, I would get the community newsletters well after the meeting had happened. Um, and and that that happens usually because, you know, your volunteers deliver them when they can. And um, that's just the way that it happens. So I just started going to the meetings and showing up. And then there just happened to be a place on the board. And so I said, hey, I'll uh, sign up. I'll do this. Um, so I started off as, as secretary of the association. I am not a good secretary. That is a position that I, I won't, <laughs> that's, that's not for me on any board. Um, but it was a great way to just be involved. And then from there, I was on the, um, the board of Harbell Community Organization. I was on the board of um, Hamilton Marble Main Street. So I've done a, different, a, a lot of different things in the area um, and really love this community, the, the greater community. Um, I love Baltimore City. I think that we have so much to offer. Um, and so many creative, talented, and just warm-hearted people that are in the city and in this neighborhood in particular. Now, here's a question. Did you major in polyscience or anything like that in college to be so involved in understanding being, or a social worker to be so you know, ingrained and invested in the community and dealing with different individuals in, in this type of setting? That's a great, that's a great question. I actually... Um, I majored in public relations and communication studies. So kind of that, that dual track there. So I really, um, I love the understanding of how, how and why we communicate and um, the, the pillars that are needed to make strong communities that, that, that matters to me. Yeah, I know our, I know that our, no community is perfect. And I always tell people that, you know, we've had our trials and tribulations on, a lot of different fronts and whatnot. Is there a store that really, you know, brings out the whole, brings out something that was so special to you about our community that, that people may not know that you might want to share? That's a really good question. I think that um, there, one of the things that we have here, there are a lot of people that want to jump in and they will, um, bring whatever talents they have to whatever challenge is at hand or whatever um, kind of fun thing is at hand. We have a lot of talented people like, um, I'm going to use John Fowler as an example. Um, he is the the current vice president of, of Hamilton Hills. And um, there have been times where he's just shown up to shovel streets, chop down trees, help install um, benches, help bring his carpentry skills to, to help with that. Um, we have other friends in the neighborhood who have brought their planning skills to help with um, events. And um, we have people who have used their communication skills to jump in and help write newsletters. And all of that is what builds a vibrant community. We have longtime um, leaders in this community who have always done that work and have been um, a part of fundraising efforts to make sure to strengthen the community when it looked like um, we were going to fall prey to predatory practices. And so all of those great things are, are what's needed to kind of maintain the strength. And um, that tradition is being kept alive by people who are moving in like you, you know, you, jump, you jumped in, you started this award-winning podcast and it's a, it's a great thing. Hey, I appreciate it. You know, I, I, Love this community, and the community's embraced me, and I appreciate it. And I can give you an example, just not even right before we hopped on this podcast, 
uh, one of my dogs had escaped out the gate. Um, he's, he, he, he's an escape artist, I would say. <laughs> and um, I literally had four phone calls on my cell phone to tell me my dog was loose and, it was outside, and he was outside. Isn't that great? To me, that's, that, that's a great feeling. Yeah. That's a great feeling to live in a community like that. Um, we, we planned before all this craziness in the world has happened, ha- happened. we were going to do a, a community block party. And we were going to get together and close off one of the streets, both ends, and just have it embrace our community. And we all wanted to do it. And you still probably can do a modified modified version of that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, just won't just won't be inviting the world. Uh, but it's just a very great sense of community. Uh, we all look out for each other. We all we're all in the group text, and it's just anything that happens. We had a tree that fell a couple weeks ago. And literally, we all text each other, make sure everybody was all right, make sure the person who got the car was fine, the car wasn't damaged. And that's all about community. And I, I love that about living around here. Everybody's willing to help out wherever they can and always willing to, you know, lend a helping hand. That's so uh, go ahead. That's it. That's exactly it. And and that's what I love about it. People have asked me um, during this this great pause we have, like, hey, are you um are, are, do you want to be out and about? Or you f- no, I've actually, I love this time to kind of be pausing. I am checking in with, with all of my, my favorite people. People are checking in with me. There's still a great sense of community. We've had um, conference lines so that we can continue community meetings. Um, many of the associations have held, held virtual meetings. Um, there have been, uh, you know, messenger conversations text conversations, all things to kind of keep things going. There are hotlines that have been set up to help people in need, um, lists where people can go and, and apply to volunteer. You know, this has been a great outpouring of support for our community at large. And, um, you know, we've been able to have our, our local pantries be well stocked. Harbell has, has started handing out regular meal distributions. Church of the Messiah has regular um, dates on Tuesdays where they hand out meals from nine or food from nine to 1130. So just a lot of great outpouring of support so that everyone is, um, they, their, their needs are met. And that's what living in community is about. Do we know by chance since you brought it up? Do we know how many families have been fed with that? With the with the, the donate with the food and whatnot. So I don't have I don't have the official numbers, but I know that about a hundred people a week are going each time there's a um, a session at Harvell, and so that that shows that there is a need, and I'm grateful that they're able to to help. Now, is there anywhere, uh, say for instance, somebody's listening to this right now and, and they have lost their job and they're looking for a meal or things of that nature, would they, how would they find out about the, the, these two places you're talking about? Sure. So the first thing is um, you can go to the Harbell Community Organization um, Facebook page or website, and there's information there on when they're doing meal distribution. They've been doing it meal and, and just um, grab and grow, go groceries. They've been doing that twice a week. Um, Church of the Messiah also has, uh, they, they just have a regular standing. They they are our local pantry. Um, 
all year round and that's on Tuesdays. And so Jackie Gutman has been the one to run that, that pantry. And that's a great, a great, she's just a, a great asset to our community. I love that. I love hearing that. I love that we're all helping each other during this time of need. And I guess, have you, and I don't know this, this is people behind the scenes, have the community, like different communities, like the, you know, the Westfields, the uh, Walterson, the Lauraville. I mean, there's so many I can name one. Maravie mm-hmm. Walther. Have you guys reached out to each other? Have is, has there any, any been any communication during this time of need? Just curious. Absolutely. So there's a um, there is regular communication between the associations, um, and we are all friendly with each other so that we can make sure because you know we look at this as the greater community, and um, it's we are not in isolation, and so oftentimes when um, there is a post, you know, there is a a group uh, on Facebook called the Harford Road Community Collective, and that's just one of many groups in this area where people can come together and get information. Um, so we'll make sure to 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 tag the leaders, other community leaders, so they can share that information. Um, we receive regular communication from uh, city officials as well, and so uh, that's we're able to just be in touch with each other, disseminate information and make sure that if there is anything where someone might need additional support, we all know that we can count on each other. Now, I know that just for our community right now, we've um, had some issues just with the bridge. As you know, the bridge is closed right now. Mm -hmm. And I know that has slowed down traffic coming through our area for like our restaurants and our businesses and whatnot. And now you compound this with what's going on right now um, in society. What do you give me? What would you tell people who don't live in the area to come over and just check us out? Like as far as the the restaurants right now to go, like how would you, what would you say to that? Yeah, I think it's, um, I always encourage people to buy local as, as much as possible. I have made um, choices in my life where I don't shop at PetSmart. I only shop at Mutt Mart um, for, for my animals. And, you know, I think you have to make very conscious decisions about um, promoting what is um, great about your area and encouraging friends to come over. And um, even if it's just one small business that you've decided that you're going to support, that would be uh, just incredibly important. One of the things that's unique about this area is that many of our small business owners are also our neighbors. And so you're not just supporting a, um, you know, a, a one business where someone lives in uh, another state or, you know, a conglomerate or something else. You're supporting your neighbors. And they are, um, they bring vibrancy to our neighborhood. And so it's really important for um, people who, who know me who live in other parts of the city. They know that I'm only going to recommend coming here for any of their needs. That's nice because um, I have, since living here, I rarely go out of the zip code. I re- <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, and, I'm, and I'm fine with that. I had three friends who, text me within the last couple of weeks actually who have been at a certain restaurant and they have been coming up here for the last once one time a week and for me to see them and they live in um canton fells and that's a pretty good little distance mm-hmm. but they drive up here for one restaurant every single week 
Oh, that's great. And, and it's, and I love how they are supporting um, the area and coming out here and just because they recognize it's family owned and the food is delicious. So I really appreciate them coming up here and, uh, and supporting Northeast Baltimore and the, you know, the, the corridors, you know, I don't I want, I don't want people to think I'm leaving out Bel Air road. No, not at all. You know, it's Bel Air road, the Harford road corridor, I, I call it. And I appreciate them coming up here and checking it out. Yeah. It's uh, a great thing. Yeah. So if you could look at your, if you could look at your younger self, what would your younger self say to say to you right now? What, what, would, what would it say? Um, that, ooh, <laughs> what would my younger self say? Uh, can't believe you've embraced this grandma chic is probably what my younger self would say. Cause I am so in love with this house. that's about to be a hundred years old. Um, I'm in love with the, the gardening group that I helped to moderate, um, where we're sharing plants and planting tips and all types of fun things. And so, um, it's a, it's a, it's a great thing. So that, so okay, let's plug your, let's plug the gardening group. I mean, is it, is it a gardening you just strictly for our, for this area or how are people, how are you doing it? I'm just curious because yes. I know certain areas have certain things where if you don't live in an area, you got to write it. I mean, to join a group, you get to write your zip code, what street you live on. And, and I get that with certain groups, but I'm just curious with the garden group. How does that work? Right. So this is the Hamilton Largo's Gardener's Corner. Um, and one of the reasons that we kind of keep it to this area is that um, we want to encourage native plants that grow well in this area. We want to encourage um, being able to share with your neighbors, being able to, you know, if you have an overabundance of tomatoes at the end of the season that you need to kind of help, being able to do a quick porch drop. Those are fun things. That's what makes um, that's a, it's a, it's a form of community building that's based in nature and, um, a way of, of doing things that's a, that's a little more sustainable. I like that. I like that. I really do. Um, that, that I mean, I'm a, I'm a part of that group and I actually love it because, you know, I, the group was talking about planting tomatoes and I was just about to plant some tomatoes, but now suddenly we get this cold street coming through and I'm like, Ooh, thank goodness. Everybody was telling me, you know, don't plant, hold up, wait, wait. So I love right. that being, I love, I love that we are coming together and people in communities are helping each other out. Really appreciate that. It's so great. I'm, go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, especially with, um, you know, with this unknown that we have with the, um, you know, we're going to feel some economic impacts. We're going to, there's some, some, some food production shortages that we're going to see soon. And so I think that it's really important for people to um, know how to uh, grow in their own yard and um, have someone nearby that can help teach them and maybe even help offer a little bit of surplus. All right. Now, this is the, my favorite part of the podcast. I call it rapid fire. Okay. All right. All right. What, is, what inspires you every day? Mm, the resiliency of nature inspires me every day. Being here during this great pause has allowed me to kind of watch my garden grow. And, um, and, and that has been inspiring. Your favorite author? My favorite author is actually Alice Walker. What is your, who's your favorite mu music group? Ooh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a really tough one. I'm going to say, um, 
I can't really, so music group, I can't really say, but I really like Ella Fitzgerald. Okay. Okay. You're bringing it back old school. Yeah. Old school. Best crab kick, best crab kick in Baltimore. So I have a shellfish allergy, but I'm going to go with Coco's. Oh, it, oh, oh, no. You're, you're, a Mar- you're a Marylander and has a shellfish allergy? Yeah. That's like sacrilegious. <laughs> but I will recommend everyone any day of the week to go to Coco's and you should start there and then compare out from there. Gotcha. Best brunch in Baltimore? That's another tough one. My, my, the best brunch, I'm not really sure, but my favorite brunch is at Silver Queen. Okay. And so, and what, um, and what, and what do you, what do you get? What's your, what's your go-to dish at Silver Queen? You know, I kind of like whatever Jason's cooking up as a special that day. If it's special for him, it's special for me. I feel kind of, you know, special. So it makes me sad that they're, uh, they're waiting until after the pause to open. And, uh, I hope that they do open up like so many of our other small businesses and they're receiving that, the help that they need. Oh, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Silver Queen for brunch. I'm, I'm not going to. I'm not going to front. I go there with a big bottle of of champagne uh, for brunch and I have my either shrimp or grits there or like you said, whatever special he does, I'm I'm game for whatever he makes there. So Mm -hmm. I like that. Flats or drums for chicken wings? (laughs) I do like the, um, I do like Maggie's Farms brunch as well though. Oh, 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 okay, okay. Oh, I see. Got got to add you got to plug that. Yeah. Gotta yeah. Plug, okay. So flats or drums? Which one do you like? Drums. Got to have the drums. Okay. Favorite city to visit? Can I, I'm going to go back to the wings really quickly. Have oh, you oh, had? Oh, have you had the wings at LVH? Yes, I have. Because they are some good wings. Okay. Sorry. They no 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 no. They're 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 delicious. I can't. I can't even knock that. Uh, but you know, see, it's weird because I like Coco's wings too. Okay. <laughs> you would never I, think it. You would never think Coco's has good wings. You would never think it. I don't even but know, but I, I, I do know that Hamilton Tavern also has great wings. Oh, well. I'm sorry. That's, so now, now you're getting me hungry because they're not even open right now. I know. I and know. I would when love. They, when they open back up, I am going to need some wings and I prefer to have as many of the drumettes as I can possibly have. Nice. 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 Okay. So favorite city in the world or wherever you'd like to go to visit. I mean, Baltimore. Is That's, Baltimore your favorite city to be? It Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 All right. And what is the best advice you have ever received? Best advice. This is a tough one because I receive a lot of advice. Um, but there was a point in time when I wasn't sure if I wanted to to be here in this in this house and in this space. And um, a dear friend of mine said, "Plant your garden, grow some roots, and you're going to grow to love it." And I do. You heard it first, Miss Mia stepping into the No Picks of the Dark podcast and telling us all about community and. You know, we appreciate you coming on in the podcast. I know it's, you know, you know, everybody gets sweaty and nervous, but, you know, it's like easy, like Sunday morning. And I, I appreciate you just coming on. I know you're a very busy person to catch up with. Oh, it's truly my pleasure. Thanks for inviting me. Thanks for doing your part to enhance our community. And uh, I'm really grateful. So thank you. Hey, again, thank you so much for everything you've done for the community. And um, I can't wait for people to hear this 
and learn. This gives a little bit more insight about the Northeast Baltimore community. And I really appreciate you, uh, the Hamilton Hills resident and Hamilton Hills president. So, you know, I appreciate you're one of the first presidents from the community associations that have came that has come on. So, you know, Moravia Walther has to be next. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna get her on. I, I definitely have to get her on. I definitely have there we to. go. That's my girl. I gotta get her on. But uh, I appreciate everything you've done. Is there anything information we need to know that you want to give out that you want to share possibly that we could that people if they want to look at outside from and look at Northeast Baltimore? Is there any sites? I don't know. I don't have anything that do you have anything by chance? Yeah, I think that people should um, when it is time for us to get back together and um, do things in a non socially distanced way, check out the Harford Road Happy Hour. There's a group of people who have gotten together to um, build community in a different way and support our local businesses. That's really important. Um, check out the um, your local Facebook groups. make know your neighbors. Just at least know the five people around you. Um, you know, two doors down on either side across the street and behind you, that's the base level of community building. If you don't want to go to any meeting at all, at least know your neighbors, know them by first name, know just a little bit about them and how to get in touch with them in case something happens, because that's important. And so, and you know, not everyone wants to go to a meeting, but just know who your association president is so you can check in with them because they're going to be the ones signing off on that speed hump letter that you want. And they should at least know why you need it on your street. You said it best right there. You said it best. I don't need to say anymore. Again, thank you, Miss Mia, for coming on. Thank you. And again, thanks everybody for listening to Notebooks for Dark Podcast. Love, peace, and happiness. Stay safe, folks. <laughs>